0: We'd like to thank this week's sponsor, Humans Were Here Records. Their artist TLB, a punk rock powerhouse from Chicago, has a killer new song streaming everywhere Tuesday, February 8th, called Fucked Up and Lonely. So mark your freaking calendars and get ready to party or cry or whatever your heart's going to make you do. Find out all about Humans Were Here and TLB by going to humanswerehere.com. And following them on their socials at humans.word.here and at TLBKicksAss. Enjoy the rest of the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Where Did All My Friends Go, a podcast about life in the music industry. How's it going, Bear?
1: Dude, it's going really good. Also, like you just like wanted the podcast. You nail you nailed that intro, dude. Like you nailed like I like, okay. So all you out there in Radio Land, right? We get it. This is uh this isn't new to you. This isn't new to me, but like I get to watch Pat's face over Zoom. And like, I'm just sitting here chilling, minding my own damn business. And like, I hit the record button. So we give it a couple seconds, give it a couple seconds. And he comes out and nails, nails the fucking intro. It just came <laughs> swinging. Man, uh, I don't know for, uh, if any of you guys know this, but um, Pat and I got to spend the weekend at Fort Chord Music Festival. And first off, um, I think we're going to push this episode that we're talking about Uh, up a bit because we want to talk about four chord a little bit uh but at the same time there's something exclusive with the guests that we have on on uh on today but pat can we just sit here and talk for just a a quick second the un about the unbelievable response of like love and kindness and support the unsigned pop punk got at four chord music festival can we talk about that for a second
0: oh please let's do that so much
1: it blows my mind Guys, I, look, we're we're a small podcast. We're a small like we're we're a small affiliation, whatever you want to call it. Like, but we're here to like actually make a difference and and help support and like all sorts of artists. And you know, we've gotten some really cool traction with our playlist. We've gotten some amazing responses online on our social media, and even this podcast, we've gotten some really cool listeners and comments. And we we can't thank you enough. But holy shit, when you talk about affirmation this past weekend, I I'm still blown away, man. Like it's
0: like three days later and I'm still like, almost like tearing up thinking about it, man. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean this, so this podcast will uh, come out one week after we have just gotten back. So it's still going to be fresh even when this, you know, when this comes out and gosh, it was, it was awesome getting to meet everybody uh, out there and, you know, getting to, actually spend time with some of the bands and getting to spend time with our friends at pop, pop, pop punk, takeout, yeah. meeting some new friends. Absolutely. Oh,
1: Man. Dude. I like the, oh, I just, I guess from the bottom of our hearts, we just want to say, thank you. Like for our first festival back after COVID and then as well as our first festival, like as unsigned pop punk, we, man, we went in with low expectations and we came out thinking that this might actually be something we can do for the rest of our lives. And I know we've been pretty self-deprecating on this podcast before, and we'll stay self-deprecating in the future. It's just uh, who we are. It's just who we are, dude. <laughs> it's, just, it's just what comes of the freaking pop punk territory. But that said, we want to say thank you. Thank you. Um, well, with that, we, uh, we were on the road this past weekend and we had uh, booked a Podcast episode with our good friends over in the UK by the name of Royals. Which, if you guys haven't listened to Royals yet, we need you to go listen to Royals. They're absolutely incredible. If State Champs oh, yeah. is your favorite band, Royals is going to be your new favorite band. It's basically how it's going to go. Um, so, what we did was uh, on the way on the drive back because we drove out to Pennsylvania for Four Chord Music Festival. Uh, on our drive back, we stopped at a B-dubs and I set up all of our recording equipment inside of a B-dubs. So you're going to hear some background noise. You're going to hear, you know, some interesting, uh, like, audio quality. Um, I did my best to fix it, but at the same time, uh, we had so much fun doing this. And, uh, man, like, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm yeah. not going to apologize for the shitty audio quality. Like, at this no. point, is what it is what it is, but we it,
0: hope it- you stick through it. It was an adventure uh, in recording, and uh, we had a lot of fun talking with uh, our buddies and Royals. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully it'll be one that they remember. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Without further ado, here we go. Cool, we figured, you know, might as well just hit records. If there's any hidden gems, you know. Oh, yeah. You want to get now want to make sure we get those <laughs> gems.
1: All right, yeah, well, first off, guys, thank you so much for saying uh, yes to coming on the podcast. We are Where Did All My Friends Go? We're a podcast about life in the music industry. Basically, we, um, like, our goal uh, as unsigned pop punk is to build this podcast up so that way we can uh, have the people that listen to it are, they're basically all in, like, bands, uh, you know, uh, either trying to make it, trying to do make some moves, whatever it is, whatever stage, like, that they're in we're here to help them and we try to interview artists that they look up to or that we look up to and just kind of pick their brains about what they did and how they got to where they are to help them the people listen to the podcast basically just take hints take notes and then put that and apply that to their life and their career so that's what we do as unsigned pop punk and that's what this podcast is all about i love it awesome Well, first off, let's get right into it then. Royals was formed in about, what, like 2019 during a new wave of pop punk that has kind of been built off the shoulders of the greats like Simple Plan, New Found Glory, Blink-182. So like what inspired you guys to follow the sound of the new wave pop punk, like Neck Deep, Story So Far, Knuckle Puck? Like how did you guys decide instead of going classic, more new wave?
2: Yes, um, it's a good question. I think like, it's down to kind of our personal music taste and influence so like for me as kind of the main songwriter of the band i absolutely love the sort of modern era state champs neck deep um you know bands like that Uh, i guess like all time low were kind of one of my biggest ones but they kind of cross both of those kind of right they really do Mm -hmm. exactly um and then it's weird because in our band, we have a lot of influence. So like, uh, we like metal and heavier stuff, particularly Alex and will our guitarist. We, uh, we know you like metal. Yeah. <laughs> um, you may see like, uh, our guitarist, he's constantly posting on Instagram, just him shredding. Um, so we, we love that. But then I also like, I love like a lot of pop music and the pop yeah. side of pop punk. Um, so I think that kind of, it just comes from our personal taste, um, also, with our like sort of newer songs and our latest EP, we did work, work from Nick, So there is that influence there from his, I guess, sound. So the kind of neck deep side. So people may pick up on some of that. But yeah, I mean, we just play what we love. Um, that's, yeah, that's the simplest.
0: <laughs> right That's on awesome. for sure. It's awesome. So, like, the, since the UK has given us some really great bands, you know, like Beck Deep, Boston Manor, and As It Is. You know, with that being said, like, what is one of the bigger hurdles as a UK pop punk band to help make yourself stand out against those bands?
2: What do you think, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: it. Uh, yeah, it's a tough one. Really, like, I, I guess there's a certain there's a certain like sound that some of the like uk bands have like that british accent and twang like rome and like say boston manor um and you can either like lean into that or like use it in some places and not in others and i think that's what that's what we try and do really um put it in when yeah i think there is
2: there is like a very like kind of british sound to some of these bands and i think Mm. like there's there's a market for that um I don't I don't think we fall into that category. I think if anything like people kind of say to us like oh you're basically state champs from the UK so it's like you know <laughs> I take on more of an American influence because a lot of the bands I listen to like my favorite band being like at the moment being like State Champs and like Point North um right and, you know, bands like that and then I listen to a lot of Australian bands as well so like a lot of my favorite bands aren't from the UK Isn't so. Stan Atlantic from Australia? San Atlantic, so, yeah, yeah. so my, I'd say they're one of our, my top three influences are probably like State Champs, Point North and San Atlantic in terms yeah. of, in terms of uh, instrumentally and then vocally, Neat. again, probably Derek from Champs. And then I listen to a lot of Between You and Me. I don't know if you guys yes. listen to that. Um, I absolutely love Jake's voice Um, and there's some influence there on me. But I think in terms of the question about like, kind of, I, I think like, the UK has some struggles when it comes to the music scene. Like it is a, it is an absolute nightmare. Sorry, I don't know if I can swear on this show. So you can, no,
1: you no. sure can. Go right ahead. We're, you're you, free. You can fucking cuss. That's fine. If if you guys know who,
0: if you guys know who Dead Bundy is, okay, shit got wild. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we we just okay, cool. we just had them on. So free reign. Go for it.
2: <laughs> I love that. So like, yeah, I, I no, feel not. like um, people over here just like. It's so hard to get people to come out to shows and support, like, the smaller bands. Like, I find most of our support comes from abroad. We've got, like, followers in the US and... Germany and Europe and Japan and Australia and we have obviously a scene in the UK but it's just uh, we're so miserable over here people just don't give a shit so yeah. that, there is that struggle I believe personally uh, and that's
1: honestly that's actually perfect because that led me into like a new a new uh, thought I had is like having a uh, band from the UK gives us a whole different perspective And maybe even vice versa, because, I mean, if you just think of it like geographically, the sheer size of what it is to live in the U.S. versus what it means to live in the U.K., like just the size alone makes it that much more difficult. Like you could spend an entire like two weeks just touring Texas. And never see the same person twice. Whereas you can fit the entire UK basically in the size of, of Texas. It, it all, like you don't even need a passport to go anywhere in Texas. You're just there, right? So that, that said, one you'd be happy. One you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. With <one, laughs> <laughs> that said, though, like that opens up a lot of like even harder like avenues for like uh advertising uh getting your music out there like being able to get people to target if you live in the middle of nowhere wisconsin targeting somebody out in los angeles or somebody out in new york city like and that has you know the internet has been able to do that uh give us that tool but it used to just be tour, uh, play shows in different sta- cities, different states, and then hopefully you gain a fan. But now we're able to take our, our, like, internet presence and literally send it even across the seas if we want to. So with that said, I wanted to ask, have you found you guys have more success in the U.S. market or in the U.K. market?
2: Yeah, it's a good question. I, I mean, uh, Tom can pitch in as well, but I think, like, it, we try to spread ourselves across the globe. So like when we like run our like ads and our marketing and stuff, we do target specific countries and obviously our main targets and uh, markets to like the UK, the US, Canada, Australia, uh, and then a bunch of Europe are kind of like our main goals. Uh, and I do think like it is kind of widespread. Like, and I think that's a good and bad thing. Like you think, okay, we're we're selling merch to people in Australia and the US and Japan and all these things which is awesome but then when it comes to say touring and playing shows your fan base is so spread out it can make it harder to like pack those shows out so and kind of going back to what you said there right and this is i actually spoke to one of my friends she uh, plays in a band from Australia. they would pay they're awesome um and we were talking about this and like over there and probably in the states we find you guys will travel a couple of hours to go to a show because it's the closest show right so like your closest show maybe two hours away, whereas for us here, our shows are all like within like an hour or two of each other, right? So like people don't want to travel. So if you're playing say London, which is an hour and a half from us, no one's going to travel. No one's going to travel from where we are in Southampton to go to London. So you have to play. Is it
1: something. an expectation thing? Like do the people think that? Because you're going to play London, you know, and then you're going to play, uh, forgive me, because I don't know the the, the other cities like around you, but like, say another city like 30 to 30 minutes to an hour away, they're just going to like, yeah, let's not even bother going to London, they're already going to be here. So why bother?
2: Yeah, Yeah, kind kind of Lazy fucks. (laughs) everyone is so lazy and it's like oh you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna travel to a show like we so we live in southampton which is at the the bottom of the uk and we're probably about 45 minutes away from another city portsmouth and tom lives in portsmouth i live in southampton and even to get friends of his from portsmouth to come across to southampton a 45 minute drive it's a nightmare like people don't want to do that
0: that's wild yeah
2: to give
1: you some perspective we're coming back from um I don't know how well you guys know your uh, geography of the U S but if you know where Pennsylvania is and you know where the Midwest is our festival that we were, um, we were at, we were able to have a a booth at uh, four chord music festival right outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.
2: Nice.
0: It's about a a 15 15 hour drive from when I started. Yep.
1: 15 hours. And that's like, we're still in the U S so it's just
0: that we just, we just get in our car and we drive and we didn't even get to the end. That's just, that's the start of Pennsylvania. Absolutely.
1: And so like we've had, you know, we've had shows where we've played with our bands where people come across state borders just to come see, because, because we won't play again for a a hot minute. And like, even for us, like, uh, we we can't oversaturate the market. So if we say let's play, uh, we play Madison, Wisconsin, right? Um, if my band plays Madison, Wisconsin, we're not playing Madison, Wisconsin, or anywhere within a 200 mile radius of that in for three months. We'll have to go outside of that, you know. And so it, it kind of just blew my mind with what you were saying there a second ago about the just the distance yeah. between like your guys' cities. And how Tom so elegantly put that you guys are just they're just lazy lazy fucks because <laughs> we think America's yeah, lazy fucks. So, right. <laughs> so it just it kind of blew my mind in that way. I think all people are. It's
2: crazy. Like and the thing is, I mean, we 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 did a tour last month, right? Um, and you know what? It went well. It's probably the best tour I've ever done, and the yes. shows were busy. Um so super happy with that. But yeah, it's just that. Like our shows are a lot closer together. There's mm-hmm. obviously a lot less ground to cover as well. So it's like you think England is like, you know, smaller than some of your states. So like mm-hmm. you know, and we're fitting maybe you know, there's probably like ten cities in England alone we could fit into, and then you include Scotland and Wales and stuff, you know, you can do fifteen dates and they're all kind of in an hour and a half of each other. Um oh, that's gotta
0: so, yeah. be so good on gas. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. see for example like
1: if we're on tour and we're like 40 minutes away from where we're sleeping that night we'll (laughs) drive back to the place to sleep so if that's the case we could just with that logic we could tour the entire u.s and still sleep in our home (laughs) like like that's what we could do or sorry we could tour the entire uk and just drive back home that night like that's how used to drive like we are because usually yeah. after a show let's say we play wisconsin then we like go to minnesota we play the show get done pack up we're in the van by maybe midnight right we'll drive the five hours that night just to get to the place to be for the morning yeah,
0: five five it's, hours is, is a pretty standard like next yeah. destination
1: uh, yeah and so we'll arrive at 5 a.m go to sleep wake up already at the venue and repeat the process tomorrow so that whole idea of like like they, everyone's within like five hours of each other it's like what is that even like that's crazy
2: that's nice yeah. i think the longest drive we had was like four hours which was the first day we started up north um, <laughs> and then after that it was like two hours two hours etc um also just a little tip for you if you're struggling with your, your uk geography just imagine every city you have and just take new off of it. Like New York, we have York. <laughs> uh, Hampshire, we have Hampshire. We just have the yeah. Hampshire. Basically, you just took everything from us and just put new in front of it. <laughs> no, no, that's... That- that's what Americans do.
0: Yeah, that is. That's what we do. We have a Paris, Texas. Yeah. Come on, yeah. I,
2: <laughs> like,
1: know, I love it.
3: We, we're not very original. <laughs> Never have they. I like. I like the fact that you guys travel for shows because it puts in that effort and commitment. It's not. It's not something that our fans don't travel. It's just UK in general. Any band, unless you're sure. playing on their door, like literally on people's doorstep, they. It's a real struggle To get people out well, And that's and why You probably have to do So many shows Right And I
0: I, I could kind of Understand that Like if Coming from that Perspective It's like like, where like a half hour, like I drive a half hour just to go to work. I mean, that's just, you know, that's that's kind of standard for us up here. But it's like, if like a half hour to a show, it's like, well, I'll, I'll just wait because they'll come to me at, at some point. I'll just wait till the next time they come to me.
1: To be fair, if, um, if it was a half hour between shows, I'd probably be at both shows. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm going to go there one day and there the other. Yeah. That's what I did with um, when I Prevail was first starting out. Um, oh, yeah, nice. I followed them for a weekend. Nice. And uh, I went to D- Detroit, Minnesota, and uh, Wisconsin. And yeah, I mean, that was like a 16 hour round like, round trip virtually Actually, or whatever. That's,
2: that's, that's so, like, that's dedication. Like, I, yeah, I mean, you'll get people, they'll travel like, they, some people will travel and some people will follow tours. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, yeah. So you, you get those people, of course. Right. Uh, just, I say in general, I think it's because. Like we say, because the cities are all so close, mm-hmm. like, right? People just wait. Like, why not wait until the next time?
0: Exactly. That's good. That's kind of what I was, you know, saying. It's like, you know, when you're in that kind of a mindset, you know, because it is different since we we don't have that. So, like, we will have people drive for two hours because it's like shit. They're not. They're never going to come back here until like two years from now. Yeah. So but um <laughs> it's crazy. so next question we have is like so with the release of your song out of reach um you had seb barlow produce it, as well as a few other singles that you were released in 2020. so what was that like in the studio and what was the best part of that experience for
2: you cool i guess i better answer this one tom wasn't with us at this point so um it was just an overall great experience. Like, Seb was someone I'd wanted to work with for a while. Um, in a previous project I was doing that kind of didn't sort of follow through, I, I had him on my radar to kind of go work with, spoke with him. Um, obviously, you know, he, he liked what we were doing. Um, it, it opened – so I produced as well, right? So it opened my eyes to a lot of stuff uh, and actually helped give me a lot of tips in terms of producing um he was you know creative with us and helped us kind of flesh out the songs and make some changes, and just really hands- on lovely guy, uh, kind of cool to get an insight into somebody who's you know we're now part of you know a, a big one of the biggest bands in the scene, Right especially the country. Um, and it was great. you know he um a bit of a disclaimer he he tracked a couple of harmonies for us as well, so we've got some ourselves vocals on some That's of the dope
1: yeah hey, I love that I love that we uh, we have um. When we were in, in the studio, um, our, our producer is roommates with the person who currently uh, is doing uh, I Prevail's new record. And um, yeah, like, and he's, he's like the sweetest dude, but he, he's not a vocalist. But we had a section in our song with gang vocals. And we're like, John, you better get in the studio right now. And he's like, just sitting there all timid, like in the studio, just like, and I'm like, yeah, that's cool like just throwing
2: people on tracks is so much fun <laughs> i love that yeah it's good we did we did do some gang vocals while we were there which was great um that was cool and yeah it was just overall really good experience um you know kind of opened up a new way of kind of how we went about recording songs from there onwards um oh. and then yeah so we put out a couple singles and then and then this what what basically happened was so we put out out of reach and we put out another single just after that there Weather friend and we were basically booked to go back in with seb another three songs and then that was going to be the ep like following on mm-hmm. but because of covid obviously that all got delayed or set back so in the end what we right. did is i, I put pro- so the, the three more recent tracks we powered this year um oh I, I produced those here um and then sent them to set to mix and we had some video calls and he went through some of the songs with me and stuff and uh yeah it was it was really cool like he still had his input and stuff but um He's just a really nice guy good guy to work with awesome awesome so um tom i want to get you talking real quick okay <clears throat> so you actually
1: uh with what we found out you were, you created yeah fair creative is that correct you you you're uh, did you create yep. that or are you just a part of it or like what's the story behind
3: that oh that was just um yeah obviously for the like the band and stuff I do a fair amount of like our graphics and social work like our playlists that we run and all that kind of stuff so um I just launched that really because yeah I did a couple of logos for like some other pop-punk pages and stuff like that and yeah just launched that to to get all my work out there and then help out if, if people need it just as a, that's awesome a little extra because you know being in a band takes a lot of money out of you so it's yeah. You need as many sources coming in as you can.
1: So were you a, were you a graphic designer or um, an advertising kind of agent before you were in Royals, or did it kind of all
3: just happen at once? Uh, um, sort of. So I used to work at a company that like uh, printed CDs and tapes and stuff like that for bands. So I did that as my day job. So I was using Photoshop all the time anyway, and then did it in my spare time as well. So, yeah.
0: Awesome, man.
2: That's awesome. Wow. So yeah, he done he done all the our CDs and they he, you, he's everything. done. You say he's done all of your CDs? Yeah. Well, so like he so like uh, our CDs like Tom like um, yeah. he didn't do the artwork, but he like pr- um, does all like the printing. Yeah, printing and like these. Okay. um So we had like tapes done. So, so like these. Hell yeah! Uh, That's so cool. They're Like multi-coloured tapes and shit. So they're pretty cool um yeah and we did like a little gift in our in our cds we did like little royals trading cards kind of like pokemon cards so you made up all these sorts of things yeah. that's, oh, that's awesome. so sick. <laughs> that was pretty cool all
1: right uh pat i'm gonna have you take this next question so, guys, i hope you guys are ready we're about to get we're about to dive a little so
0: so luke <laughs> this is pretty much going to be for you so coming off of the high of gone by tomorrow's release oh, of your man. album in 2015 so what made you change your metalcore directions to pop punk with Royals?
2: This is why when I said we like metal, you were like, we know. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. So we, uh, we ended up finding, uh, your band camp, uh, of Gone By
2: Tomorrow.
0: Dude, it's it's, it's good. actually really like it. friggin' solid. Yeah.
2: We dig it, yes, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, um, that was. Do you know what? It was a bit of a mess, really. So, like, that was my first proper band. I loved it, and I still love the EP that we put out. Um, but basically, what happened was, our like drummer kind of fucked over. Well, our first drummer left. He went to join another band, which are doing really well. They're a metalcore band from the UK called Our Hollow Our Home. They're really good. If you don't know them, check them out. But then the next drummer we got in completely fucked us over and basically ruined everything. Um, so I was like,
0: "Fucking uh, drummers, right?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally,
2: um, And then we were trying to get things going, and and it, you know, wasn't working out. And at, at the time, I had someone ask me if I wanted to, to start in a pop punk project and sing, because obviously I was doing clean vocals and guitar in, in this. Band, and I just was like, yeah, you know, I'll give it a go, kind of as a side project. I love pop punk, uh, I'll give it a go, and I don't know what kind of really embraced the change, but I think like I started doing it, and I think I liked the idea of being a front man, focusing on my vocals. I was really enjoying the sound; it was just fun. There was no like, it wasn't as serious. It was just a bit of fun at the time, and I started listening to a lot more pop punk, obviously, because I was kind of getting more influenced. And by that point, the other band had kind of gone dead completely. Um, That that was the route I took, and I I didn't have any more of my parents saying how awful the screaming music was. (laughs) Um, And yeah, and uh, it was uh, almost that little bit more validating to have like family and friends kind of enjoy it. It was more like, um, I guess, the music's more like audible to uh, a wider people. Yeah. Um and, and yeah, and I just well, I, I just like it because it doesn't have all that screaming.
1: <laughs> I don't I don't know what that's all about. But I know I like I, I like when it. you sing, it's nice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love that. I literally will never forget. We were recording like the first evening in my bedroom, and our vocalist was like obviously screaming and stuff, and my mum just come up and bang the door and was like, Can you stop killing that cat in there? And I was like, Oh my god.
3: <laughs>
1: I love that, dude. I love like just British euphemisms. <laughs> 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 like I'm gonna adopt every single one of them and just like say them to anybody. <laughs> just
0: just to, okay. all right, all right.
1: The last, the, the last question before we move on to our next segment. All right, Luke, you have over a little over a hundred Funko Pops, with the giant Pikachu oh, being your favorite. With the love of collectibles and all things Marvel, uh, what level of nerdiness plays into the Royals' personality? <laughs>
2: I have a question for you before I answer this. Did you speak to my wife? <laughs> no. Literally, literally, I think it was like um, last night or the night before. I'm trying to work on music, right? And my wife's going, if you had to pick a favorite, what's your favorite? I, was like, oh, I like this one. And she's like, no, but what's your favorite? And I was like, fuck me. Leave me alone about this. What does it matter? What my favorite is? Um, <laughs> uh, okay 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 you're gonna to have to kind of repeat so it was what level of nerdiness?
1: what level of like the nerdiness of your personality ends up pouring over into royals
2: oh yeah it, it definitely well i see i think like um a couple of us are kind of matched on that so like me and alex uh, our guitarist we're just like marvel obsessed i'm super obsessed no, with marvel um i've seen all of like the mcu films throughout Sam. like Yep. 10 times each i just like non-stop um and then, like, with, like, the Pokemon Stop. side of it and stuff, right. stuff, like, Tom here, me and him love like, classic Nintendo games.
1: Ditto. Tom, what are you showing me? Oh! Yeah. <laughs> For so, anybody, anybody who's uh, not able to join the Zoom, because this is an Audible podcast,
0: he uh, <laughs> just showed us a giant stuffed Pikachu, <laughs> and it's dope. <laughs> it's pretty
2: dope. I, in the other room, I have, like, another... I have a massive Pikachu as well. I'm 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 pretty geeky when it comes to that stuff, but I think, like... I don't know, like it's a huge part of my personality. The whole like Marvel and gaming yeah. and Pokemon and all that, like it's a huge thing. And like you can kind of see from my room around me, I've now started putting the pop figures uh, up on. in the
1: <laughs> That's awesome.
2: I have like no room left in the cabinet downstairs. So there's about sixty or seventy downstairs and there's about uh, uh, like forty up here now because there's no room.
0: Um, yeah. I have a lot
2: of them myself. So yeah. We
0: all we all have like we have our like personal home
1: studios and they're just covered like wall to wall with like like, like, I, I don't yeah. know
0: what you call it. Like if Pop, if if it was Pop me over Zoom, like behind me, you would see a giant glass, like four glass cases full of toys.
2: Yeah, I love that. I, love yeah. it. I absolutely love it. I mean, yeah, I had to use the, uh, the 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 panels in my studio to put them up now. Uh, so they serve a good purpose, not just making <laughs> absolutely. <out. laughs> it helps with
1: dampening. So I also noticed that with that, you keep them in your boxes now, Tom. I don't know if Tom, do you have uh, like Funko Pop figures?
0: Yeah. Yeah. A are, few. Okay.
1: Are, are you, you, are you a box now? Are you a boxer or are you the one who takes them out of the box?
3: My, my, in boxes as well. They're, they're, called, boxes. they're
1: called box snobs box and nobs. that's
3: what I am too. It's okay. See,
1: I'm not because like,
0: he's an I, outsider. I
1: play with them. <laughs> 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 like I just built a Lego set and I was thrilled because within the Lego set, they like put a little handle on this, like the spaceship. That you know. can like Hold and Dude. fly So I spent five minutes Like as a grown ass adult In my living room Just I do like, So I'm playing Like I can't play with boxes
0: Like so I take them out I do have that <laughs> Internal struggle Sometimes of like Should I buy two Because I want to yes. Open yes. this <laughs> Yes
2: Okay okay I have to tell you this then, so I literally i literally Just planned to like Rebuy a few of my favorites Just so I can put them Out on the desk Because yep. like On my desk I've got, like, um, I have this little kind of light-up... I like how excited uh, you got. Yes. <laughs> got Me too. A little light-up oh, Pikachu-breakable that's thing.
0: That's awesome. That's so cool.
2: Uh, and is. I have this oh, kind of little, like, sort of thing um, right but i wanted to get a couple of the funko pops out and put them on the desk so i did take a few out when i first started but then when i got obsessed i was like i want them to keep their value in case i one day grow up and realize that a man needs his money and not toys um uh, that will never
0: happen uh, well i dude so i actually started collecting funko pops in like about 2012 before the giant boom and i had <clears throat> multiple like i had at least like 50 that were in the thousand dollars ranges once I started one, yeah once I started finding out like I had like a booberry and stuff that was metallic and I was like I just thought it was cool but I sold it for like $700 oh jeez
1: <laughs> and then you proceeded to buy about 75 more Funko Pops <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's
2: funny. Good, yeah, that's a good. That's a good return,
0: though. I I'd agree. I, it, it wasn't because I should have just kept it because <laughs> <laughs> it'd be worth more than the ones I bought. Nah. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, guys. Well, we're gonna move on to our next segment. This segment is called the obscure question segment. Are you guys ready?
0: I love
1: this. this is kind of this is kind of where the 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 podcast is a little more like fun. Uh, so, I mean, it was fun. I mean, before. it is fun, we, but we, like it's, it kind of works. This has nothing to do with music. Basically, <laughs> yeah, this yeah. has nothing to do with. So anybody can feel free to answer anything. All right, are you ready? Mm-hmm. If you were stuck on an island and there was no food or any other resources, which body parts would you eat first?
3: <laughs> well, of each other or ourselves. No,
2: Tom, will, Tom will want to say my penis, but he
3: does. That. <laughs> There's no way I'm eating that first. That's going to be the last bit to go. <laughs> he, d- he doesn't want to damage it. It's his. all fatty.
2: Oh, Lord. I feel like a thigh. If, it's, if it
0: hits a thigh with thigh. But if you're alone, man, it's, oh. you got to eat your own body part to stay alive. That's true. What yeah, are I'm you going with?
2: A, take a, a few chunks out of my arm so I'm still alive. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, then maybe like like my calf and the bottom of my leg. And Get the
0: meat. Get the meaty parts.
2: I'll just be left as like a torso and a head, trying to <laughs> my torso until I eventually perish. <laughs>
3: Tom, do you agree or disagree? What's your plan of attack? <laughs> Probably quite similar, but I might I might take some of the torso first, like <laughs> yeah, right, just in case you're rescued. You got your summer bod back. Well, yeah, because the thing <laughs> exactly. is, is you
0: you might as well think, you know, if you're a bigger guy like me and Bear are, you know, might as well take some of the fattier parts first because you're just going to get skinnier. Yeah, and you don't want to waste that yeah. good fat. Exactly.
1: Yeah. In your honest opinion, what would be uh, one thing that you feel the UK does better than America? And you can't use the obvious answer that is everything.
2: <laughs> um, we do roast dinners and you don't have those, I don't believe. We do.
1: Well wait, we'll, what we'll, we'll kind of roast
2: dinners like what do you what do you do? So like a like a, a roast dinner, you know, you'll like have a roast piece of meat, like a roast chicken or whatever, Yorkshire puddings. You don't have Yorkshire puddings, I swear to god.
0: That's true. Do you know what Yorkshire pudding is? I don't nope. know what that that's that's how I know we don't have it. We definitely do roasts. <laughs>
2: So okay, okay. Well, you don't have Yorkshire puddings, and that's okay, like what's it? What, so it's like um. So it's oh, I can't even use the same terminology because you don't have pancakes the same as we have pancakes. But like, no, that we're gonna get to that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. so, basically, they're made out of uh, the same sort of batter that we use for our pancakes, but they're like a more of a savoury thing. Sure. And then we have like gravy and stuff in them.
0: Okay. That sounds awesome. So, like, kind of coming off that question then, this is, you know, so we're sitting there talking about, so over here, all of our terminology is different. So if French fries are chips, right, and uh, chips, from what I understand, our chips are crisps over there, from what I understand, and and cookie, uh, and cookies are biscuits. What the fuck do you call biscuits? (laughs) Biscuits. Biscuits. No, but like, but aren't cookies biscuits? Cookies
2: can be a biscuit, it's a type of biscuit. <laughs> 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 now, <didn't have> cookies. <laughs> cookies are normally like, you know, they are like chocolate chip and whatever <laughs> Yeah, yeah, anything. We have uh, biscuits. We have the Bourbon chocolate ones, custard creams. <laughs> uh, aren't those donuts? A uh, donuts is like a, a, a donut is like a, a, a dough with like sugar and stuff. So like, that. like what <laughs> the fuck? It's like a, <laughs> so, so
1: we have like so what like, about Pillsbury Doughboy like croissants? Yeah, we're good. Thank you.
0: Like, because we call those yeah. Biscuits, so, like, I guess. so like croissants and, like and, like and biscuit. biscuits for us are like the same thing. It's just basically a circle, would, not yeah. a triangle. And you we're know, it's just it's basically just dough. Do you have just dough? <laughs>
2: <laughs> we have donuts. We have donuts.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. See, that's why we're, we're, I'm over here he, eating a fucking potato. Like, I
2: don't, <laughs> No, I just want to clarify that a lot of the time I do call my Fries Because we have Chips Which are the thicker ones and then Yeah we have fries okay with
0: one.
1: See we just We just still call them fries or just yeah, like they're all steak fries, fries yeah.
0: Or yeah. Shoestring fries Or curly fries Okay uh, yeah. Fair enough We mostly were just sitting there Thinking about all this stuff yeah. And we're just like Cause you kind of just
1: Blew my mind right now And <laughs> I'm not really
0: sure Like What to
1: do now <laughs> You know like I got to go home With this information
0: <laughs> Oh Alright oh, On that On that note We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back.
2: No worries.
0: Hey, everybody. This is Pat.
1: And this is Bear with Where Did All My Friends Go? A pop punk podcast about life in the music industry. And we are really excited to to let you guys know that we are on every single social media platform that you can possibly think of. Well, probably not everyone, but all the major ones. Pat, give us a list of which ones we're on.
0: You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitch. YouTube, all the good stuff, and all of it is at the same tag. What tag? Pop Punk. Pop Punk.
1: Oh my God. Onside
0: Pop Punk. Did I hear you say Twitch in there too? Twitch in there too.
1: Onside Pop Punk. That's awesome. Guys, we're really excited because we just released our Twitch, and uh, we cannot wait to see you there and we're back that commercial was probably so informative i have like i'm gonna have to
0: get whatever they were selling i'm gonna cool. i'm gonna get it so <laughs> so we have one last segment here it's called rapid fire questions you're just gonna shoot from the hip you're just gonna answer them you're not gonna think you just, just answer from the heart yeah but you both have to like give you the, let what, us know yeah mm-hmm. okay you ready okay pizza or tacos pizza pizza Saved by the Bell or Boy Meets World? Saved by the Bell. Yeah, same. Okay. Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter?
2: Oh, Street Fighter.
0: Yeah, Street oh. Fighter. <laughs> Dogs or Cats? Oh, yeah. Dogs. Cats. Pudding or Jell-O?
2: Uh,
1: is it even? As say, is it even called yeah, it the same is, thing? The same yeah, I don't know. They just, they just said like there was Hold a pudding on, for I'm a pre- roast I'm or pretty, something.
2: I'm pretty sure pudding is custard. I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like a custard. Yeah. Yeah. P- pudding then.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Jello, is. Jello is jelly. He's like, oh, do you like? Do you like? Do you like custard or jelly? Shit. Uh, <laughs> we should do you, our research better. We should. Are you day or night people?
2: Uh, uh, oh, uh, night.
0: Yeah, night. Fallout Boy or My Chemical Romance? Fallout cool, boy. 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 Oh, you yeah. failed. Okay. Um, no. <laughs> that, that's it.
1: That's it. That's that's it.
2: That, it. It. that old is that is
0: that. Yes. Yeah. Old school Fallout Boy. We
1: literally had this conversation on the way to the festival. We're like, yeah.
0: Right. Old school Fallout Boy. Okay. I that that's it. it though. That's those are our rapid fire questions. You guys did it. All you guys got to do. All that's left kind of shoot a shoot out all your social medias let us know what you're doing um, promote yourselves get it on out uh, there
2: I, I give you a little exclusive just for you guys so we've Yo. just got a mix back for a cover that we're doing i'm not going to tell you which cover but it's going to be released in about two weeks time so uh two or three weeks time we've got a cover coming out other than that we Playing on some more shows, some more tours, working on new music. It's starting yeah. For anyone listening, we're at Royals. You can find us on any social media Royals Official UK. Um, and yeah, um, thank you for having us on the show. It's been, I am.
1: Really- I'm gonna ask you one question, one more question, and like uh, make it brief, but um, for all of our listeners out there who, who are curious about what it may take to what it takes to be in a band and being a serious band. What is one piece of advice that you've either learned or, or uh, from someone else or learned from experience that you could share to someone listening right now?
2: Just make sure you always have good quality content. That's the most important thing. Good quality music, good quality production, good quality music videos, all that stuff. Good quality content. um, And, Focus on marketing rather than trying to play shows all the time when you're just starting out.
3: Awesome. Tom, Tom you got anything for that? Uh, make sure you're all on the same page within the band because if someone's pulling in another direction, it's not going to work. Love it! Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. It's been where did all my
1: friends go? A podcast about life in the music industry. We've had an amazing time here with uh, Luke and Tom from Royals, guys. Once again, thank you so so much for being on the podcast, and uh, we uh, can't wait to see what's coming next for y'all.
3: See you soon. Yeah, thanks so much,
0: guys. See you guys. Bye. 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 Cheers.